Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch the Show, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and... Dirks. David Dirks. He said that like he was James Bond. Um, And David thinks he is, minus being British, and you're kind of tied down to one woman, which is not really a James Bond thing at this point. And I probably don't shoot a pistol as good as he does. And I think I've maybe seen you wear a suit on your wedding day and at another wedding, and outside of that, that's that's it. also, also not British. How do you feel about Jim Martinis? <sighs> Too sour for me. How do you feel about vodka martinis? That's another conversation. Okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he's not James Bond, but James Bond's in movies, and we're going to be talking about movies on this episode of What Do You Want to Watch? We're going to be talking about our best and worst watches of the week solely because David hasn't seen John Wick 4 yet, so we can't talk about that until next week. So sorry, everybody Rip. who's waiting with bated breath for us to discuss John Wick killing people for three hours. Um, you're not getting that, so you'll have to wait. So sorry. Anyway, uh, movies. Stick around. I don't know. It's a podcast. This is cinema. It is cinema. Cinema's great. Uh, cinema is among my favorite things that humans have ever created, aside from oh, pasta and air conditioning. You know, m- maybe Twizzlers. There. Your Twizzlers? <laughs> you can miss Twizzlers that high? Unless I'm at, <laughs> unless I'm at the lake. I don't even want to see a Twizzler in, in my Why vicinity. is that? It just sounds horrible, <laughs> but then when you get on a boat, you're like, I'm going to eat an entire package of there's, them. There's something about being on a on a 25-year-old pontoon boat floating <laughs> in the middle of the sewage-filled Lake of the Ozarks uh, on a July day that screams, I need oh, this, <laughs> I need this <laughs> cherry licorice in my body promptly. Um, oh. And it's cherry. It's not strawberry, despite cherry flavored things almost always being worse than strawberry flavored things except for in twizzlers um and maybe maybe suckers i guess i don't know i don't cough drops i don't think i've ever had a strawberry cough drop so true those cherry cough drops are kind of fire actually yeah i used to actually perfected fake coughing in elementary school just to get a cough drop even when i did that's goaded candy yeah yeah dude you want me to do it right now hold on hold on i'll break it out are you ready are you ready Broke so, it. Send yeah. this kid home. Yeah, dude. Sick. Yeah, he needs a cough drop pronto. Anyway, film. Uh, that's where I started that incredibly strange tangent. David, how many movies did you watch in the past seven days? Nine. Dude, insane. Which, honestly... Well, wait, really? Yeah. No. I honestly, like... I feel like life's been insane. I haven't been able to watch movies. And then, like... I just count them up. I'm like, oh. Still watched nine. Yeah, I felt the same. I, I have I was, watched. I was but, like, oh, college basketball is certainly – I probably haven't even watched like a movie a day. Like this is crazy. I don't – and then I was yeah. like, nine. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, that's not anywhere close to my high. I, I, I think I – at one one week this year, I think I watched 15 in a week, um, including five in one day. Bro. Um what do you? Which what? what I watch. Well, why? I watch. I watch screams two through six in one day. So, um, I was just I was just out there grinding. I was trying to was trying to see all the ghost face killers. Um, I was, yeah, that was a lot of knife. That was a lot of just stabbing. Yeah, so much stabbing in that day, for me. So, 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the best and worst ones we saw in the past seven days. David, I already know what your worst one is because I saw your review on Letterboxd. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about this gem of a film. David, what's the worst movie you saw in the past seven days? It could be underrated. No, I'm kidding. It's not. Um, the Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. Okay. I got to defend myself and why I'm watching these movies. Um, what day was it? Well, I watched Pitch Black um, the 23rd, which was Thursday. Which, and I was is like, not, kinda... which is not good either. But like, but it's... it's like a... Well, here's what was going on. I was kind of doing something. I was on the floor like working a little bit. And I was like, I kind of want to watch something, but I don't want to have to like be 100% devoted to it. And I saw that the three, you know, this trilogy, Riddick trilogy got added to Netflix. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Like, I remember growing up Pitch Black on FX seems kind of decent, you know? Um, and that one was a little bit worse than I remember it being, but I do understand where Vin Diesel turned into a family man. It was from that film. It had to have been, uh, but then I was like, well, I might as well finish the trilogy. And yeah, Chronicles of Riddick. Um, uh, so it's directed by David Twohai released in 2004. It's the second movie. There's one more, believe it or not, that came out in 2013. Oh, oh, do I have news for you, David? There is a fourth Riddick film in production. I saw that, and I was like, maybe it's not true. <laughs> no, I think it is. But I do know this third Riddick movie is going to be better than this one that I just watched. may not be my butch, but I think I, I'm pretty confident it'll be better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Katie Sackhoff's in it, so yeah. Starring Vin Diesel... Uh, and Tandaway Newton, Carl Urban, which is just really funny. Carl Urban's always like in this it's movie. So random him. that he's in this. Yeah. yeah, I gave it a one and a half out of five, which is a three out of ten. Um, my main note is I, I wrote bad. Uh, so it I just don't understand. So the first one, Pitch Black, we start that these these humans, everybody's human, is tr like traveling uh, the galaxy. And they're in cryogenic sleep, and they're transferring this prisoner, being Vin Diesel. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. They go through a meteor shower that was unregistered in their systems. They crash land on this planet, and they encounter a lot of cool stuff. Uh, one of which being the creatures on this planet, but also Vin Diesel being this just max murderer, insane mercenary dude. And then I'm like, okay, so the second one, all right. The, the, the first one ends, and he's taking two of the survivors back and like they kind of actually break through to him. And he's like, uh, you know, he died on, he died on that planet. Like I'm a new man, like after what I've been through. And then the second one, it starts with this, like, I don't know. The universe is waging war and there's like these aliens, like uh, necromancers, like fighting and, and like annihilating planets. And I was just like, wait, I like, I like paused it and got out of it. I'm like, is this the same? Am I in the right? Like, Trilogy? Yeah, like, you, you feel movie? like you skipped eleven steps. I was like, where where did this idea come from? And uh it was just way out of nowhere and not good and cheesy. There's a there's at one point he's like in his prison and the guy that's about to sell him, because he has a big price on his head, the guy that's about to sell him was like, you know, you can't do anything here. He's like, What are you gonna kill me with? That coffee cup that you're using right now? And Vin Diesel's like, no, with the teacup I have. And he, like, stabs him in the chest and, like, turns it and, like, kills him. 
and uh, the the girl's like death by teacup. Why didn't I think of that? And I was just like, what am I watching right now? Dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my oh. my review my review was death by teacup, more like death by watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was cool when I was eight, um, but it's probably it's probably still not. I, I don't really feel yeah. like I need to check it back out. Um, if I remember, I, I the CGI was kind of. Kind of, kind of, kind of cheeks too. If I, yeah. <laughs> if I'm remembering this film correctly, and also just like you're the whole time, Carl Urban, who's the villain of the film, you're looking at his performance and you're going, "Hey, what's what's wrong with this guy? Like, what's just what's going on here? Like, Carl, like, link twice if you need help. Like, this just yeah. doesn't seem." Yeah, he's like, "Let's go!" Like, it's just like <laughs> most tight, frowning performance, and yeah, I um don't watch this. I I thought I had watched this before. I was like, oh yeah, Riddick, and I, I don't know why this was a good idea. Because in the third one, doesn't it go back to the original plot of like, yeah, a third one, planet? he's like left for dead on a planet and has to survive, and it's way better. And than... they don't mention probably the second one of all these alien and the human race and annihilation of planets and just what I don't understand. That's just so weird. Like, yeah, I, he was. I understand what David maybe was trying to do of like let's let's like expand this a little bit and make this a bigger scope, but. Yeah, it, it seemed it they, they it's it's like if it's well, it's kind of like what DC did. <laughs> you're doing a franchise. You're like, all right, let's do a let's do a small like single superhero movie, and then the biggest scale that we have possible, and then let's follow it up with a small scale movie. Like what? You gotta you gotta build to that, and yeah, yeah. it's I don't know. It's it it's like yeah, I, it just doesn't make sense. It's really weird. It's like if Star Wars, the first movie, started with like, "Hey, uh, it's just this c- tightly contained story about these like ten people on one planet," and the second one, they're like, "And galactic war, and here's Darth Vader, and ah," and then the third one, they were like, "Okay, now it's a small story about ten people on a planet again." It, it just it's stupid. So yeah, I, I also at one I point. You. The sun setting on this planet where the max prisoner prison is, it's like the sun rising. Excuse me, is like almost like an atomic bomb has gone off. Where like fire is just rummaging the surface, and they're trying to outrun this fire. And like you know, they put their hands in the sunlight, and it like burns their skin. They're like oh, and for them like hiding, they like jump behind a rock in the shadow, and they're protected from this just like sun level heat and aren't. A- and are incinerated. I'm like, okay, this little it's shadow the, behind the rock's not going to save you, brother. Like, it's the equivalent of those kids during the Cold War. Um, there when they were like, if a bomb ever gets dropped from Russia, just duck and cover under this yeah. desk, and you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, I was like, that's just not how that. And then the next scene, a guy gets incinerated, and his bones are falling. I'm like, how did he? What? What? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's nuts. And it's got the acting prowess of Vin Diesel. Uh, David, are you excited for Fast Ten? I'm not watching it probably. I've not seen the first I'm not seeing seven, eight, or nine, bro. You have you've seen seven. Oh, is that the Seven's... one where Paul Walker's dead? Yeah. You've seen seven. Okay. That's I'm not seeing eight or nine then. That's the one with see you again. Yeah, I I mean yeah, I okay. it's gonna make a billion dollars whether you decide to see it or not. That's fair enough. I know. Yeah, it looks it looks terrible. It, it, I'm in this constant really battle of like, do I just watch all of them and say I've watched them? But then part of me's like, I've gone so long. Why would I cave now? That's true. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. Um, well, I it 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 might it might be better than the Chronicles of Riddick, you know, maybe. 
Probably not, that, but it could be. Surely, right? Just the graphics alone. Well, don't call me Shirley, but I think so. Uh, I'll do what I want. <laughs> that's Airplane, folks. That's that's a quality film. Definitely not the Mom. worst film I've seen this past week. One, because it's not bad, and two, because I haven't you have seen a couple, it this past week. You have a couple. I'm curious which one you're going to choose. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with SWAT. Yes. Uh, 2003's SWAT. Um, starring Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, the story of the Los Angeles Police Department's SWAT unit. Um, and it's based on a TV show and a couple of f- films before it and was then remade into a recent TV show starring that one guy from Criminal Minds um, that <laughs> sexually harasses the computer lady, but it's fine because she likes it. Um, that's an accurate description of that relationship in that show. <laughs> that's that's anyway. a whole other conversation. <laughs> anyway, um, I watched this because uh, I just wanted kind of I just wanted to watch an action movie. I was in the mood for one, and um, it had Colin Farrell in it, and I like Colin Farrell. And Colin Farrell's good, and Samuel L. Jackson's good, and this movie's not. Um, mm-hmm. It is the story of um, you know a SWAT team unit that has to come together in their first huge assignment is to escort a crime boss um from his from where he's been detained in los angeles to a federal prison um except obviously things go wrong because this crime boss says he'll pay anybody like 10 million dollars to get him out and then so gangs start attacking the cops and well this is also just propaganda um which i don't love because there's multiple times where like everybody wants to be the SWAT force of the LAPD. And I like had to laugh because I was thinking like, I've never heard about anybody having that be their dream. Um, and they're like, we're, we're better than the Navy SEALs and the secret service and the FBI. And like, I, I didn't research to see whether that was true, but each one of those lines was not believable. Also (laughs) all of them, all of the, all of the, all of them were just stereotypes that you felt like, can you guess? Um, was, so there is a badass um, woman, obviously, who is not taken seriously as a cop. There's a whole like fake out scene in the hospital where they're like, we need to recruit Sanchez. Where is he? Are you Sanchez? And then it's clearly not. It's the woman that's behind him that's Sanchez. And she doesn't take any prisoners. And she's tough. And she can do it just as good as the guys. But nobody respects her and wh- whatever. Uh, guess who that is played by? Is that the is that Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah, of course, because that is the role. She's the same in every movie. <laughs> yeah, that is that is just what everybody makes Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez do in every movie. And then there is like the two guys who don't trust Colin Farrell at the beginning because they think he's a rat, and then by the end, one of them trusts him, and then another one obviously is going to betray him. You can see it forever. Uh, Does Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Renner trust him? Jeremy Renner is the guy who at the beginning is like the hothead that gets fired. And you know that later on he's going to then become a criminal. Uh, Mm. It's just, it's not good. And the action scenes aren't that fun to watch. And the dialogue is half the time. It's like aged like milk, like this things that they're saying in this 2003 movie are just terrible. And you're like, how, how did this get, how was this allowed in 2003? Um, And so, yeah, it's just not great. It's, it's really bad. It suffers from all the, stereotypical things of like an action cop film which again i like the the when i'm watching this movie the whole time they're like talking about how like these cops need to be ready at a moment's notice and like they're all tactically trained and all great with all weapons and i'm just thinking like what do like why does everyone have an m4 like this seems like (laughs) way too much 
uh, just for everything. You got your grenades? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also on top of this all, this movie is PG-13, um, which is not like a – it's not like movies are allowed to be PG-13. I'm not saying that. But it's a movie where they clearly should have made it R because like dozens of people get shot and killed, but obviously there's no blood splatter or anything. And mm-hmm. it's just, you're like, what am I watching? This doesn't make any sense. Why is this movie PG-13? If you were going to make this so violent, just make it R. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing. And they also clearly yeah. leave the door open for SWAT 2, um, Electric Boogaloo, and they should have not, they should have closed that because they, they, um, they didn't get it. Nathan, I think a second and third one have been made. Uh, yeah, Literally- they have. But SWAT Firefight, is directed is <laughs> dr- definitely a direct to um, DVD sequel that stars the guy from Suits and SWAT Under Siege um, has almost no one I rec it actually I recognize who is the actors so there's that but yeah those I meant I meant an actual sequel with Colin Farrell that, in it and it, it yeah, did I got not you. do that it's not good probably because it it's wasn't just, as good. It's just really bad. It's a bad action Wait, movie, which what, is what was what was your rating on this? I gave it a two and a half. I mean, I like Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson was fun in it. Although you're gonna put Samuel L. Jackson in a movie where everybody dies and he doesn't say the f word once, it's like what do you, what am I doing? Yeah. Why would I sign up for a PG thirteen Samuel L. Jackson movie that's not a Marvel movie? So yeah, I, that's I mean, really it wasn't terrible. Then. You should look up my was, rating of it because that's uh, really awkward. You don't have one. Update. Unless you just rated it. Okay. Being secret. Five stars. Oh, yeah. David thinks it's <laughs> no, an excellent film. One of his favorites. Uh, <laughs> David always talks about SWAT. I'm sure you've heard it on this podcast. So, mm. yeah. it's This isn't... I mean... It's not good. Anytime I think about SWAT, you know, I think of SWAT. It actually looks... It goes perfect. You know how those things are called? Like, S turns into a word. W turns into a word. You know, what is that called? It's an acronym. Oh, I guess it is. Uh, Colin Farrell looking like a snack. That's what I always think about whenever I watch SWAT. So, How does that stand for? It doesn't. I mean, that's the top review of this. Okay. I, that was, I thought it was kind of funny. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's not what I like Colin Farrell for. He's a very, he's a very attractive man. Um, I don't, I don't watch his movies for his snack like quality. I do it because he's a good actor. And then he also, was he fine looks, in this. But... He looks twenty in this movie. Yeah, there's also like, I don't know. He does the whole like I'm too dedicated to my work, so I don't have time for a girlfriend. And there's a little bit of a like flirtatious thing with Michelle Rodriguez that's not even a little bit believable. I, it's just <laughs> not. It's not great. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a bad action movie. So yeah. there's that. Um. Oddly enough, this is another movie I grew up watching on FX. Like, why? Are, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Of like, I remember seeing this on there like, are those, Network. There are those that just that just get rerun all the time. All, yeah, like all the time. I think for me that was iRobot. I think I've seen like parts of iRobot like maybe eleven thousand times because there's always that on movie's kind of good. Channels. Um, I actually was you, back home today. You think it is? No, I'm just a certain. I was summer. back home this weekend, and the movie that was on was Kong School Island. That that is that is the peak like cable movie. Yeah. Um, that that's always going to be on what like TNT FX 
sci-fi spike, you know. Right. Transformers 2 is always rolling on that bad boy. Yeah, never yeah. the first one. It, yeah. It's illegal to actually play the yep. first one, but yep. yeah, you, you can definitely do that. Um, all right, David, let's, let's have some positive, positive mm. feedback on this show. Let's mm. talk about something mm. you liked. What was the best movie mm. that you mm. saw in the last seven days? The last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days. Uh, the best movie. I, I was kind of going back and forth on this. Uh, I'm going to go with Southpaw. Um, Southpaw. Sorry, I just forgot how to think for a second. A boxing movie, actually, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Rachel McAdams, Forrest Whitaker, Naomi Harris, and least but absolutely last but absolutely not least, Fifty Cent. Um, it is. You could have given me a thousand guesses for who was the last but not least, and I would not have guessed Fifty Cent. That's, yeah, that was great. That. that was a great job by you. Uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, and um, I, I really liked it. It's been on my watch list for a while now. It's on Netflix, boxing movie. Um, and yeah, it released in 2015, so it's really not that old. Is he left-handed, David? Is he a left-handed fighter? I don't think so. Oh, wow. I'm trying so to remember this, now. This bit's going to be way funnier. David, just this is a quick question for you. Okay. If I were to say that somebody is a Southpaw, what what would that mean to you? Oh, in that it's the move he did. Okay, yeah. It's the move he did to act. Well, that's kind of spoilers, I guess. <laughs> In a fight, no. I'll say If that. I described a person as a southpaw, what would you say? That, what's the characteristic that that person has? Probably left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I just, it? I've trapped what is you. It? A North... This movie is titled Left-Handed. Yes, That's sir! Just... <laughs> That's, I can't believe... I what's thought you the... were going to make that joke. I thought you were... You've no. been about left-handed people's rights for ever since I've known you. You were trying to get a scholarship started at Northwest for people who hey. are left-handed. Hey, come on. Gotta do what you gotta do. What's the opposite, then? What would be right-handed? Well, I would imagine it would be North hand. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the main actor. He's Billy the Great Hope. Uh, married to Rachel McAdams, Marine Hope, and uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's um, I always love going to these movies, not really knowing anything about it, because there's like especially this one, I just was not expecting um, whatever mm. happens. Forrest Whitaker it does a really good job. Um, Fifty Cent is who you'd expect him to be in a movie, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was not good. Least. It was yeah, it was. <laughs> It was pretty sad at times, and um, it's almost kind of one of those boxing movies of like he's on top, something happens, and he hits rock bottom, mm-hmm. and has to like, he has to really just humble himself and do this that, and, and get better, and uh, you know does what he can to get back to the top, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I gave it a four out of five. Um, it. Might that might be a little high? It might be a three and a half out of five, but I, 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 it's set at a four with me. I really enjoyed it. Specifically, Jake Gyllenhaal and Rachel McAdams, um, both did a really good job, and I feel like they always do. Especially like even Forrest Whitaker and his limited screen time, like really, really was uh, convincing, and I, I enjoyed this. So, yeah, I, I recommend it. 
David, I need you to spoil this movie for me just super quick. So people do not listen to the next maybe 30 seconds of this podcast if you do not want the movie Southpaw spoiled for you. Does Rachel McAdams die in this film? She does. Okay. Yeah, I'm not watching it. Um, yeah, you can't do that to her. Uh, I knew there was a reason I hadn't seen this movie. And I think it's because I knew that happened. And I just emotionally would don't want to go through that with her. So I didn't answer. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do that to myself. So that's why I've been avoiding this film. I, I, it now makes sense. But a true movie connoisseur would would, no, would watch it no, despite that. no, 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 no. You don't understand. You're missing. That, you're missing on a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. No, do you understand you what understand. that means? That would kill my soul. There's, it's not. There, are, there will be other Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I would never be able to erase that. From what Prince of Persia? Get out of here. That's another movie that was always on cable. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> Prince of Persia was there, bro. The Sands you know of Time. This, yeah. The, and he was supposed to be Persian. Just white Jake Gyllenhaal. Bro, he got a tanny bed and they're like, yeah, this will be right. This will work. Yeah, they're like, let's put just a yellow tent on the whole film. And then, I don't know, a yellowish brown tent. And then it'll look like he has brown skin and we'll be okay. And let's also pick Ben Kingsley for this movie. And let's have everybody talk in British accents. And yeah, that movie's not good. Um, anyway, my favorite, my favorite of the past seven days is not a cable movie. Um, I don't, I'd be, I'd be shocked if you could find this movie on cable. Uh, well, it is the... do you want to say what would have been your favorite or do you not even want yeah, to say that? Actually, yet? that's a good idea. That's a good point. Um, okay. what would have been my favorite movie, but we're going to talk about it next week. So I didn't want to really talk about it. Uh, John book four, mm. which for me, uh, just a quick, quick spoiler free thoughts. The best movie in the franchise, not even close and definitely worth the price of admission, a movie you need to go see in theaters. And, if you're don- if you're scared of the three hour runtime, the two hour and forty nine minute runtime, I would say that around two hours to maybe two hours and fifteen minutes of that movie is simply just action set pieces. Like wow. the last hour of the movie is an action set piece that is one of the best, if not the best, I've ever seen in a film ever. It is nuts. It is everything. If you enjoy the John Wick franchise in any way, shape, or form, it is everything great about that turned up to eleven. So I, I would Jeez. highly encourage you go check that movie out. Um, I've been avoiding rankings, and I don't. I've already heard. I've already heard enough about it. Uh, I didn't realize it was rated this high. That's crazy. Yeah, on Letterboxd, it's sitting at above a four right now. Um, Two. Yeah. And wow. it's it's nuts. It's it's truly ridiculous. It's amazing. Genuinely, think- a, just a great great action. One, it, it's instantly in the conversation for me for best action movie of the 21st century. Just, it's already Wow, bad. wow. So it's, I mean, I still, personally, I would put Mission Impossible Fallout ahead of it for me, but it's it's right there, I tell you. Um, and well, I rated I it a actually... four, but I might raise that rating. I Like, thinking about it, I, I could go watch it again Tuesday. Like, it was that good. I think somebody said, like, this is the Mission Impossible Fallout. Like of this series or something like that. I think somebody reviewed or something like said something like that. Yes. Yeah, I would say but, that's uh, accurate. They clearly just turned everything up. So wow. Go see that um, in theaters, and and have a great time and enjoy yourself. Um, but 
aside from that film, the best movie that I watched this last week was a French movie called Z. Um, Very similar. Yes. Directed by Costa Gavras. Um, it, it, it's a film about um, fascism and the, the role that fascism plays. Um, so it, it's a, actually a Greek film, not a French film. The guy fled to France um, after the fascism of Greece. It's about a, uh, a Greek politician named Z who is killed um, by his opposition. And then it's about the investigation that follows um, and their attempts to cover it up. And it's really just a whole treatise on, on fascism, the way that it overtakes um, and involves people all the way from the highest ruling military leaders down to the lower classes and how everybody's involved in the scheme. And then how they go about trying to um, undermine integrity wherever possible and sow doubt if they can. Uh, it's just very effective. It's darkly funny at points and then also just really sad at others. The The only thing that didn't age super well for me is it's a 60s film made for not that much money, which you can tell because it is uh, the the violence that's supposed to be depicted is sometimes not great. Like the the scene in which he is killed is kind of staged as a car accident and doesn't super work um, action wise. Like what kills him seems kind of minor, but that could actually kill you in real life. It's just the way that they have to carry out. Isn't yeah. Super, you know, super cool. But I, I think this movie is just really effective and it's a movie that, you know, as, as much as I would love for it not to, it, it kind of, kind of rings true now. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't think I'm even smart enough to understand, but I, I, I think it just it shows you top to bottom what happens um, whenever you know um, fascists in a country try and suppress free elections. I, I just think it's really great. It's a great political mm. film. Um, it's a little daunting because it's in another language. It's a '60s film, but it's it's not slow. It is not by any means a slow film, um, and it's also not confusing. I watched another uh, foreign film that's highly regarded, um, Eight and a Half, uh, which is supposed to be. Federico Fellini's epic. Um, and that movie is just insane. It's very difficult to understand. I never felt that watching Z. Um, I just thought it was great. So is this, you might've kind of answered this loosely. Is this based on a true story or no? Um, or kind of, is it one of those that's kind of like reflects it's it's so the, that actually one of the most clever parts of the movie is at the beginning is, you know how like any, any um, uh, representations or whatever in this film that are related to real life events or whatever, or purely works of coincidence, something like that, just something that they say in films to cover them legally. This yeah. is not that. This says um, all of those are entirely intentional. So Dang. it is based on what actually happened in Greece in the 60s, gotcha. um, but it's not It's not using the exact same story. But okay. and, and it's it's... It's a full-throated takedown. This movie does not pull punches. Um, very well acted, very well shot. Uh, especially the transitions between scenes. Like there's a multiple times when the film cuts, and I was like, "Oh wow, whoa! How in the heck did you pull that off, my guy? Mm. That was insane." Uh, so from a filmmaking standpoint, it's amazing, and also from a, just a message theme standpoint, it's amazing as well. Mm. That's cool. 
Is this one of your part of your like HBO Max foreign film deep dive? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I once a, I try once a week, if not more, to just watch an international film um, that maybe hasn't even been watched a lot. Um, and this is this is one that I actually got because of another film that I saw by his son, um, who directed the movie Athena which is that movie that I was telling you about that had some of the best action filmmaking. I thought that's, yeah. that, that movie was weak in the messaging and theme department, but action choreography-wise was nuts. Um, so, But I saw that you know his dad made a movie, looked it up, and it was very, very highly regarded. So I thought, oh, watch this, and it was great. You should make a list. You should rank your favorite foreign films. I should do that. I think that. you've watched um, a lot by now. I'm making progress. Uh, I really am. I was looking at um, the stats that are on my letterbox profile and was trying to like figure out how many movies I'm watching are just not in in English or yeah. in a different language. Um, and it's I think still under like a hundred, which is ridiculous because I've watched mm. almost two thousand movies in my life. But it it is. I think it's I think it's sitting at under a hundred. Um, you know, because my most viewed, I have like eight French films, eight um, Japanese films, eight Korean films, you know. So I think we're sitting at under mm. 100. I would love to raise that, though. So I'm trying to make progress wherever I yeah. can. Hey, I've watched 204 UK films, so I think I'm good on the foreign films, bro. It's weird how things get counted as UK films, too. I'm yeah, at 235 that's... on that part. Well, and also, like, I, it says I've seen 90 films from Germany, but those are probably just films that include, like, some of these are not German films, um, gotcha, and yeah. like y they're shot in Germany. But like Mockingjay uh, Part Two is not a German film, <laughs> you know. Um, so I wonder what ties it to that, you know. I think it's just if like part of the production takes place in Germany, which I would imagine some of Mockingjay Part Two, maybe maybe some of the outdoor like set in the capital scenes are in Germany, or I, I don't mm -hmm. really know there. But um, yeah, so sometimes like. School of Rock is considered Germany. I don't know why. Hey. I, it may just be distribution rights. Like, I don't get it. But yeah. Yeah. David, before we go, do you have any movie-related rants you would like to get off your chest? Any, anything you noticed or recently that you would like, you'd like to rant about? Um, I, so I watched a movie called I See You on Netflix. Um, it's not as maybe, – maybe it's a rant necessarily. Honestly – it's kind of like, I don't know what the word is. Not disappointing because he did his best. The concept was so like really, really good. Um, like mystery, crime, thriller. It was actually labeled as a horror movie as well. Like really, really cool like idea. But just the scripts and the direction and the performances just weren't very good. And it, it's almost like, man, if only like this could have been had a little more funding and a little better director. Like this movie could have actually been really, really good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just kind of like too bad. Like really? Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 should, I didn't hate it. I think we should do an episode sometime. That's just like movies that we think had great premises, but just weren't executed well. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that would be a, would be a fun episode. Yeah. I'd even encourage you to watch it. Cause it was like, man, this is such a like really good concept. Um, and I, I give it a three out of five. That might I might drop it to a two and a half out of five. So it's not like bad by any means. Um, some of the transitions were kind of cool. Um, really, really cool premise. But yeah, it's just like ah, it's just 
and it was this movie had a weird vibe. It felt like a I, the way it was shot. What's like the cheesy TV shows, like the really corny cheese TV shows? Like you're talking about like the crime procedurals on like you know ABC, CBS stuff, or yeah, like the drama, and it's like it didn't feel like a movie. I don't know how to explain it. Like it felt like they I, were I, shooting a TV show. You mean like almost, the cinematography yeah, like, and stuff? Visually, it didn't look like a movie in like in the tone and the color and the movement of it. So I was I was like thrown off of like, is this feels like a reality TV or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But besides mm-hmm. that, I was like, man, this had so much potential, and I really wish mm-hmm. it was a little better. But mm-hmm. that that's my talk on that. Okay, uh, mine my movie related rant is is almost a a rant focused on me, um, and and maybe nobody else. Uh, just because a horror movie's not scary doesn't mean it's not good. And this might just this might just be a be a be a personal thing because some of the greatest horror movies, in my opinion, are not scary. Uh, like the film Halloween, just isn't really scary to me. It's mm. it's kind of anxiety inducing, but I'm not horrified. You know, I didn't have yeah. to sleep with the light on after watching it. And yeah. I think that I was watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two last night. Uh, which is not very good. It's 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 decent. It's a decent 80s slasher movie. And yeah. I was thinking about the fact that like for most of my life before I actually started watching horror movies, I thought like if I ever saw a movie with Jason Voorhees in it, I would be so terrified that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to sleep. And now I'm realizing that they're not scary. They're kind of like panic inducing almost and you're like anxious about what's going to happen next but you're not like afterwards you're not you're not horrified and i think that maybe we place too high a bar on this movie actually has to scare me like in like terrify me Mm. in the moment or it's not good yes i think some horror movies to be effective should be scary but a lot if they're compelling and they keep you engaged and and keep you kind of tense and on the edge of your seat even if they're not scaring you per se, I think they can still be effective. So this might just be a me rant because I always look at horror movies and I'm like, well, that movie's not scary. And then maybe it's not very good. But that's kind of a dumb way to look at horror. Are you talking to the viewer or the director who's trying to make this movie? Well, I think I'm talking to both, but I'm more talking to the viewer because anytime I talk about some of these horror movies that I don't think are super scary, um, I think if you talk about them with a lot of people, they'll just dismiss it. And they'll be like, well, that, mm. that movie's not scary. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a bad horror movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, to prove that point, kind of, obviously in my horror movie rankings, there's some scary ones at the top. But one of the higher rated movies I have up there is Rosemary's Baby, made in 1968. There's not many jump scares, but it is like the most anxiety filled and like, like it's one of the better horror movies that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not as scary as Hereditary or maybe as The Descent, but it's I think it might be better just quality wise. And man, I have never been more tense watching a movie, and I think that's what they wanted to you know make you feel, and they you know they accomplished that. So yeah, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Like, I think we give Scream a pass and the Scream franchise a pass, and we say, well, those aren't scary, but like they're not supposed to be. Like they're kind of scary, but they're not really scary movies. But then yeah. these other movies we judge harshly because they're not scary. That, and I thought about this also when I was watching Evil Dead 2, which is not scary. It's just not. It's not a scary movie at all. And um, 
it's it's funny at times. It's tense, but it's not scary. I was never scared. Um, I never had to turn on the light and make sure everything was going to be okay. Yeah. And I wonder if, first of all, it might be because we're desensitized to it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know that these movies genuinely did scare people yeah. at, at one point in time. But now I'm just thinking, like, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be terrifying to be a good horror movie. And I think that if it's effective in what it's trying to communicate, then it's a good horror movie. I mean, a movie mm-hmm. like The Menu is labeled as horror. It wasn't scary. There mm-hmm. wasn't a single point of the menu where I was scared. There were a couple of points where I was like, I don't really want to watch people get eaten. So I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. there's not a, there's not a point where I thought it was scary, but some movies are just genuinely terrifying. Like, like you said, the descent may be the number one overall draft pick for Holy crap. This movie is freaky as hell or yeah. the strangers. I find the strangers incredibly scary because it's grounded and it's realistic and it's just violence for no yeah. reason. It's just violence for the sake of violence. Um, I think hell, like a movie like hell house could fall in that where it's quality wise. It's not great, but man, that is one of the more unsettling yeah. horror movies you'll watch. Yeah. Terrifies you. Uh, so I think that maybe I just have it. This, this is probably just a rant at me, but I was watching that movie last night and I was no, thinking, I see, yeah. oh, God, people used to think this is scary. That's so weak sauce. And I was like, yeah, but like, first of all, if they, yeah, I, I mean, if they had seen, if you show those people hereditary in 1981, yeah, they're gonna they probably would have died. Yeah, they're gonna put a cinder block in your foot and throw you in the ocean, bro. They probably, they probably would have tried to have the director just excommunicated from. Yeah, <laughs> but also like it's still tense. Like Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. I was still like, God, get, get, get out of there! It's right behind you. Don't. Yeah, ah. yeah. So and it was effective. It wasn't great. Uh, also, did you know that he's actually saying something there? Wait, really? It's, it's is that what your key, view is? Key, key. Ma, ma, ma. I looked it up because I was like, what the heck? Where did they get the sound? And apparently it's supposed to be Jason saying, kill, 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 ma, ma, ma. That's unsettling. That's how I came up with it. Um, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was kind of a fact. It was dumb. There's, you're like, these teenagers are the stupidest people that have ever existed. But it was fun. I had yeah. a good time. You know, I enjoyed it. So maybe that's all that I needed to do for that movie. Yeah. Dang. Well, now you guys know film. some good movies to watch. Yeah, film. Cinema. <laughs> Cinema. See you guys. No. Um, yeah, been our best and worst watches of the week. You know, I almost put RV starring Robin Williams as my best week watch of the week, but I decided not to and just – I don't want to outshine, out, outperform Nathan, so I chose something um, a, a little lesser, so – uh, but yeah, this has you know been what do you want to watch? And uh, Nathan's been talking, I've been talking, and you guys have been listening. So we will uh, see you all later. Bye. Uh-